0: Greetings and salutations. My name is DK Nemo, and this is the Soccer Nation Podcast, powered by Soccer Loco. On today's episode, I'm joined by Ramon Estevez and Mike McNeil from the San Francisco Glen Soccer Club to check in and preview this upcoming uh, SF Derby match that is taking place on Saturday, June 2nd. Uh, Mike's been on the pod before, came back uh, on in January of this year to talk about the Glens when they first announced that they were launching a senior team that was going to be playing in the USL's Premier Development League. And so now, fast forward a few months, uh, they're midway through their first ever season, and I thought it was an appropriate time to check in and get a sense for what they've been up to. You know, how has the process been treating them? And, And ultimately, like I said, Look forward uh, to the rivalry game this weekend. So without any further ado, please enjoy the show. Uh, as always, feel free to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or Stitcher or Google Play or wherever you consume these sounds from. Uh, leave a rating or review that helps tremendously, and we definitely appreciate it whenever those come through. Uh, If you have any feedback or questions or comments or concerns, please go ahead and send us an email at news at SoccerNation.com or uh, find us on Twitter at Soccer underscore Nation. And so without any further ado, please enjoy this conversation with Ramon Estevez and Mike McNeil. Welcome back to the Soccer Nation podcast, powered by Soccer Loco. My name is DK Ineong, and today, for the first time ever, I'm joined by not one, but two guests. I have Ramon and Mike from San Francisco. Gentlemen, how are we doing? Doing great. Doing great. Mike, we'll have you talk first. Why don't you give us a little bit of a brief background on who you are and why we're talking to you today?
1: Yeah, I'm uh, I'm uh, the director of coaching for the Central Glens Evolution Soccer Club. Uh, we're the largest youth club in San Francisco. Uh, I've been with the club now for uh, for six years. Um, started here when there was about twelve recreational teams, um, and uh, today we have uh, over eighty teams, almost a thousand kids in the club. Uh, Development academy, NPL, uh, US Club, uh, NPL program.
0: The whole lot, so um, it's exciting time for the club. Wow, wow, and and Ramon, you're yourself, can you give us a little bit of background about who you are?
2: Yeah, I'm the president and GM of the PDL team, and I'll add there to Mike being a little humble. He also serves as our technical director for the PDL team uh, as well. But yeah, I'm the president and GM of the PDL team, and I've, you know my background has been involved in soccer for quite some time on the operations and marketing side, working with Major League Soccer and Soccer United Marketing on some of their properties, and actually. Giving the PDL as well, helping just get Pitt going. And so it's really exciting to, to be working with the Glens uh, here as the biggest club in San Francisco, and helping to get this first team going. So it's really exciting for me, especially because I'm from the area. So it's really great to
0: see this go and see the potential that this club has. Yeah, brilliant. Brilliant. You know, we had we had Mike on, on the podcast a couple months back, I think in January, when he was down here in San Diego where I am. And he talked a lot about sort of the yeah. history of the club and, and sort of the evolution of SF Glenn's evolution. And, and I definitely want to encourage the readers to kind of go back in time and find that episode. It's not too difficult. Maybe I'll probably link uh, in the notes or something. But, Ramon, from from your pers- yeah. uh, perspective, you know, the Glens have been around in, in sort of one way or another for, you know, almost a couple generations at this point. But this new sort of yeah. foray into adult soccer on the – Amateur PDL side, you know, can you talk to me a little bit about how that specific decision was arrived at and and where you hope to go with this uh, new project?
2: Well, it certainly came from a lot of coffee meetings between Mike and I to, to get that going, but going go back to your point Yeah, this team judge club has a lot of history here in San Francisco. It really is part of the, the soccer landscape and with the development, and I'm sure Mike has spoken about that before, uh, the youth club over these past seven years, it, it really, it just seemed like an appropriate next step for this club. Like, where, where is it going to go next? And this club, you know, it's a very ambitious club. And, and again, it just seemed like the appropriate next step for the club in its development and its presence here in the local community.
0: Okay. Okay. And and how would you say that uh, this PDL season has has gone for you so far? I know you have, like you said, pretty extensive background in you know proper professional soccer, but in this sort of uh, pivot point between that sort of youth and, and adult game, you know what? I guess what did you expect coming into this season, and what have you learned so far? Well,
2: I think it's gone. You know, how we expect you always want to be you know, successful on the field, but I think overall. You know, both on and off the field where we're pleased with our, our first steps you know we were very fortunate bringing on uh, another lo- local coach uh, with Javier Ayala uh, who's the head coach at Texas State San Francisco State uh, University so you know again I think that further cements our commitment to the community our presence in the local community and you know we finally got our first uh, win uh, this past uh, Thursday so, really excited uh, about that and uh, get off the field or in the stands. We've been you know, really happy so far with the reaction that we've had, not only
0: from our club, but from the community as well. And hopefully, you'll see some more of that when you visit this weekend. Yeah, certainly. certainly. I'm very much looking forward to uh, this weekend's match, which is the I guess, first PDL derby game between you guys and uh, SF City. You know, I spoke to uh, Jacques earlier today, and so I kind of have a, a sense for how things are looking on that side of the city. But talk to me a little bit more about that that sort of intercity rivalry that you now have um, because yeah San francisco is a big city but you, you know that the soccer community is quite small and and so I know you guys know each other and can you talk to me a little bit about uh, the relationship there and, and what you're looking forward to going into this game yeah I think you know
2: just putting on my soccer fan hat you know it's really you see a true intercity rivalry I think it's one of the few you know, that occurs on any of the national leagues, whether it be you know, PDL or, or going all the way all up, up to MLS. So, from that perspective, it's, it's really neat to see that see that occur right here in, in our backyard. And, and of course, yeah, you're right. It is a small city, a small community. So we're we're eager to kind of you know stamp ourselves as the top team in, in the area for for our fans and for the community. So so certainly, you know, it's definitely going to be a fun a fun rivalry. And again, we're, we're all looking forward to it, and, and I'm I sure Mike has some feelings on that, you know, reaching out to the team, to so the club as a whole. Yeah, I mean, I think
1: uh, what's cool about both SF City and SF Glens is that um, they definitely we both try to be a part of the community in San Francisco days of action and, and volunteer hours and all these different programs that both clubs are doing to try to make an impact um
2: uh, to the city uh, in whole, so um, I'm looking forward to a great weekend.
1: We we obviously have um, a few of our coaches um, are are playing uh, for the opposite side, they're on SF City, and mm-hmm. we have also a lot of our coaches playing here with the Glen So it should be a great day out.
0: Excellent, excellent, excellent. I didn't I hadn't realized that. So you're studying the the coaches from your youth club. A couple of them actually play for SF City.
1: Yeah, because they've uh, SF City obviously has been around
0: prior to the Glens, so. Yeah. Um, they've been playing there for the past couple of years, so
2: um, okay. it's going to be it's going to be some good banter in
0: the stands, I'm sure. Yeah, that's an that's interesting little wrinkle. Um, so do you guys get, a, a, I guess, a, a decent turnout from some of the the players in, in your in your youth club? I know that's something that you definitely encourage and, and are hoping for, but uh, I'm assuming some of the the kids whose coaches are playing will be in the stands. Yeah, I mean, absolutely.
1: It's uh, we have um, we've been uh, pleasantly surprised by the amount of uh, of players that we that we uh, that we get coming to our games especially like you said with the with the coaches that we have in the club and you know there you know we have for instance we have a player named steve steven cardova who's been coaching with the club now for six or seven years um who's a striker for our for our first team and um you know he gets he coaches three teams in the club, and then there are all the players that he's coaching are, are coming to the games and supporting him, and it is, a, it is a fantastic thing to see and that you'll see firsthand this weekend. Um, talk about a community and something that we're trying to build here in San Francisco. I think it's really unique, and it really is cool. It has a lot of value to our program
2: as well.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. That's, that's, that's yeah, just
2: big, yeah, yeah big back on what Mike's saying there. Yeah, we were really just... The, the fans, the players, these players are really buying into the whole concept of the first team, right? And see you know, the, the pyramid that we're providing right from from the rec all the way on up now to our PTL first team, and they're really now starting to buy into that source. So we're really starting to get that support from within the club as well as outside. To, okay, general
0: soccer community. Yeah, yeah, it's brilliant. I think that's that's what every club aspires for. You know, a lot of these. Uh, sort of organizations that are, you know, on the cusp of this, what I call the, the, the great age of American soccer expansion. You know, I see teams popping up left, right, and center, but, you know, everyone does it with this dream, this ambition, this sort of ideal of having, like you said, that, that pyramid that you talk about from the rec level at the very, you know, what they call the u-littles, you know, these kids, uh, all the way through to the adult level and, and eventually into the first team. And so I know that, like you said, Mike, you're a very ambitious club. This is your first season at the PDL level. Uh, is there any sort of, um, I guess, ambition to take this club further forward into higher levels of American soccer?
1: Yeah, I mean, DK, I think that, um, you know, there's, there, we're, we're putting a first team uh, on top of the pyramid for a reason, right? And um, we want to be as successful uh, on and off the field as possible with this, with the first team and with the youth team. And I think this is the future. I think that uh, American soccer, it's, it's going to take clubs um, that have uh, vision and have the resources and have uh, the bandwidth to be able to, to put a first team uh, uh, on top of the pyramid and offer something that's next level, right? And wherever that may take us or other, other clubs, I think, you know, for us, obviously we're ambitious and sky's the limit, and we're not going to say no to anything, right? And uh, we just got to make sure that uh, – as we continue to grow, it's been it's been a whirlwind past six years, so as we continue to grow that, that we are laying the foundation and, and dotting the I's and crossing the T's to make sure that we're sustainable for a long time. Um, but to your point, I think that um, I'd be lying to say that it hasn't crossed uh, my mind or mind and it hasn't
2: been knocked around at the board level as
0: well. Okay. Okay. Well, we'll sit on that and we'll wait to see how that specific narrative develops. But, you know, taking a little bit of a step back from uh, the Glens specifically and maybe looking at... Uh, Bay Area and Northern California soccer in general You know, you talk about trends you talk about the future and you, you talk about sort of the Deliberate steps that organizations like yourselves and you know several others are taking You know, can you talk me through a little bit about just what you've experienced over the last six or seven months? Which has probably been some of the more turbulent times in American soccer and then ultimately, you know How you look to just I guess forecast what's coming uh, in the years to come?
2: Yeah, I, mean, I,
1: I, can, I can start with that. I, I think, I mean, we touched on this uh, at length um, back in January um, when, when I was on the podcast. I think that, you know, with the growing of the Development Academy, and I'm talking from a youth perspective here, growing of the Development Academy and um, the ECNL coming on the boys' side and, and all the different uh, options that we have, it, it really kind of clouds the clouds the waters a bit, right? Mm-hmm. And um, But... What we're trying to do is, I guess, the hardest thing for a club, a growing club, is to navigate which way to go at this through these through these muddied waters. Um, I think we're doing a very good job at uh, and be able to offer different levels of play for all of our players in our in our club. And from we just got the since we talked last, we got the expansion for the development academy, which we're very very proud about. And um, and hopefully by this next weekend, we'll we'll uh, be able to announce that we are uh, a national Premier League club through U.S. Club Soccer. It all depends on a result coming down uh, on Derby Day as well, which is a bit earlier than the San Francisco City uh, SF one game. So, you know, it, it's it's tough to tough to be in this environment with with uh, this age of of uh, all these different options, right, through, through U.S. soccer. So, from a club perspective, and Ramon could talk about it from a from a men's point of view, but from a club's perspective, what we're trying to do is to really. Um, the, the one the one stop club that encapsulates everything that is to do with soccer in San Francisco. So if you think Green and you think Shamrock, you think uh, her, uh, her clovers, you think of Glenn Soccer, and um, whether it be Development Academy, recreational, U.S. Club Soccer, the State Association, CYSA, whatever it may be, um, I think that we're doing a really good job at offering uh, all those platforms. Hmm. Right. Yeah, Ramon.
2: Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it, it makes it, taking it from the, the, the adult side and going back to what you said about expansion. This is the direction I think that, all, that sport is going, that a lot of similarly sized clubs are going. And we're seeing that actually uh, joining the PEL this year, uh, as well as us, was uh, Santa Cruz Breakers and other larger clubs. So this is the direction uh, the clubs and teams are going. And we're also not reinventing the wheel. This is, uh, this is how it is around the world, right? Mm-hmm. You've got your first team with youth going all the way down. So we're finally, I think, creating what so many of us want and have wanted for, for a long time. So I think we're just trying to take a leadership position, you know, in that in, in creating this and adding this first team to, to the club. Not to say that there are different ways to do it, looking at a city and others, but but certainly this is one that, that we hope is sustainable and, again, one that's mirrored around the world, really, in how we're trying to create it.
0: Certainly, certainly, certainly. And obviously I think that to a certain extent, uh, quite a bit of the soccer that goes on in this country is uh, predicated on examples that we've seen from around the world. And I know that you uh, up there in San Francisco have a couple different, um, it's just touch points with with different clubs. I know, know, Mike, I think I've seen you over uh, working on a UEFA license of, of one degree or another. So it's just it's, it's it's fascinating to see this sort of uh, global game, you know, kind of come back home and be in our backyard. And I can only speak for, for myself, but I know that I'm actually really, really excited to get up to, to SF and, and watch a game and kind of soak up that culture that you guys are growing up there. Because that's one thing that we lack down here in San Diego a little bit is, is having that intercity rivalry. Um, but it's also one of the same things that we do have because at the end of the day, football is football, right? This game is the same whether it's you know kids in the street or adults on the Premier League pitch. So, yeah, I would just say you know, thanks very much for for, for taking the time. Well, and, like, huh? Well, just one thing on that, Jake. I think I think we're in a uh, we're at an
1: advantage here in San Francisco because we're in a we're in a uh, a city that um, you know is renowned globally, right? So when we like you say we have we have partnerships with Celtic FC we have the uh, academy director from Paris Saint Germain who comes out every summer does a bit of coach education and does uh, youth programs with us Um, hopefully um, for this coming fall um, we're going to have a former Manchester United
2: player come out and be running some programs with us Um, mm -hmm. stay tuned on that Um,
1: (laughs) so but I think I think a lot of this has to do with the fact that you know we are in San Francisco and you know we have this we have this, this city that that um, people want to associate themselves with, and it's easy. So from that standpoint, I think we're doing a very good job, but I think that obviously San Francisco and being a, the largest club in San Francisco and being an ambitious club in San Francisco helps us out a lot when we look at these uh, strategic partnerships overseas and everything.
0: Okay. Okay, yeah, that, 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 that's an interesting point. I kind of want to actually, I was, was going to wrap up, and then you just sparked my curiosity. Um, when it comes to uh, just the potential and, and the future, you know, you said you've got all these sorts of uh, opportunities that are kind of knocking at your door. Do you feel as though, you know, the advent of this PDL team and, and, you know, whether whatever further iteration of your adult league team comes forth, do you feel as though the development pipeway uh, is there for, for you to maybe even offer opportunities to kids who are at your club who want to play at that next level, whether it's domestically here in the States or maybe even abroad?
1: Uh, I'm really glad you asked that um, because what we have right now um, – we have two of our U16 and one of our U15 players um, who are currently training with uh, the PDL squad, and um, hopefully, hopefully, we'll get a call up. You know, you know, if they're, if they're performing at, at a high level. But they're they're both uh, all three of them are involved in the national training centers. Um, so it's it's a good level. So I think I think having that having that pathway and having these players who are excelling at their level being able to go and just train with players like, a Roy Boyetang, right? Who, who Ramona's recently signed, that is in the top fifty prospects in, in the PDL, and you know he's, he's a fantastic center back at, at UC Davis, and I think you know it's it's just a matter of time before he gets the call to go to go pro and get into the draft. So, being able to put our players. In the youth club, who have been with the Glens since they've been eight, nine years old, to come through our system and now be able to train with uh, the first team at this level with these players, who can, you know, mentor them or just speak to them and, and help them and educate them, I think is
0: priceless. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember when we last spoke, uh, Mike. You told me a little bit about the Glens for Good program, and that's that's another component that um, I think is oftentimes overlooked, particularly when it comes to youth competitive sports, whether it's soccer or others. You know, one thing that I think uh, in this country that we should and could and probably should do a better job of is is building a holistic and well-rounded player. You know, and and I I think that's something that that you believe in, and and I know that that's like you said, one of the things that the Glens are, are very much involved in is is not just um you know get your touches in on the field and and make sure that you stay fit physically, but you know that holistic sort of human being. You know, the the, the concept of development is not only on the field, right? It's you're you're building young people who more than likely probably actually won't go off and be professional soccer players. So, you know, talk to me a little bit about that value and about that uh, program that you guys run.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, the, yeah. the, the goal of the club and the goal of the, of, of for Good is, you know, we want to be a touch point for all aspects of these young, young people's lives. Right. And, um, whether it's, it's growing them on the pitch or off the pitch, it's, it's really important for us. So for instance, um, We've had talks uh, with uh, a fairly renowned uh, high school, private high school here in San Francisco, where, you know, they want to maybe um, kind of develop a, a program that they'll get they'll get credit for, high school credits for, for a certain class by um, doing their hours through Glens for good. So now we have, you know, Kids who are actually going to a prestigious high school, who have ambitions to go to college, and playing at a high level in, in, in high school of uh, high school athletics, who now can also get high school credit and towards their college admission or whatever uh, by working through uh, our our youth club. So another another touch point of how we are engaged in the community of San Francisco, which is very very important to us. And I and uh, I know be able to add something to that as well.
2: Yeah, I was going to add, uh, you touched on it, the academic component. There's other programs that Mike and others have started and try to get uh, additional traction on it. So I was going to add the academic piece to it, which we're continuing to you know, evolve and grow uh, outside of the you know the social good uh, action, activities that the club does. So, yeah, it's to really just echo what Mike's saying and what you said, that's definitely a, a, something that we're looking at, an aspect of creating that well-rounded person, not just soccer player.
0: That is splendid. That is splendid. All right. I will look to wrap up in the next couple minutes, though. But as as we do uh, wind down this edition of the Soccer Nation podcast, powered by Soccer Loco, I do want to get a better sense for where the people who are interested in what we've just talk, talked about, where can, where can folks find out more about uh, SF Glens? Yeah, uh, visit our, our website at sfglens.com and our visit us on
2: social media at SF Glens SC for soccer club. So that's at SF Glens SC
0: on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Snapchat. Brilliant. 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 All right, gentlemen, I will see you in, what, 48 hours, plus or minus a few? Um, <laughs> Sounds good. Look forward to <laughs> hosting you. Very much so. Thank you so much. And uh, yeah, see you this weekend. All right. Thanks, DK. Cheers. All right, bye. bye. Thanks, DK.